There are two golf clubs. And we were playing this hole where the tee was on one side of a deep ravine and the green was on the other. And the first guy tees up and he takes his shot and he flies the ball over the ravine and it lands on the green. Great effort. Partner he's playing with tees up, shanks it, the ball drops down the ravine. So he looks at his golf bag and he takes out a golf club and thinks it's the right club. When he gets down, when he gets down to the bottom of the ravine, he sees a skeleton <laughs> and a ball and the same golf club. He turns around and he shouts up to his mates, throw these other club down, I've got the wrong one. <laughs> it's easy for us sometimes to miss the obvious, to miss the bigger picture, because we get caught up in the minutiae of life, the detail, the little bits. We're talking about big picture stuff today, which means I don't have to stay very much really, and actually you can not get distracted by what I say. The message that God gives us is very deep and very profound and is meant to affect us. John 13, verse 34, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so as I have loved you, so must you love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We are called to be Christ-like. We are called to be perfect. And as we are called to love God, our response is to love each other. To love one another is to fulfill our ministry and our calling. What we shall read for us is from Philippians chapter 4. Verse 10, Paul writes, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Verse 14, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. It was good of you to share in my troubles. Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. Not that we can earn our salvation. Our salvation is a gift of God. But the analogy there that Paul uses is that the outworkings of our faith, the engagement with the gospel message, is, is a positive thing. It's what we should be doing. Verse 19, he says, and 
My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. But how will God do that? One of the ways God does that is through you and me. Through followers of the Lord Jesus Christ living out the gospel message. This bit's a little bit disaster, but if you stay with me, I think you'll sort of get the you'll get the I think most of all you know, Luke was diagnosed with breast cancer last week. And from that time, my brothers and sisters have shown a huge amount of love and care and support. Lucy had uh, six cycles of chemo, three weeks apart. And at the end of every cycle, Martin and Charlotte would come round and we'd have a meal, they'd bring a bottle of champagne, and we've got five corks popping you know, as a reminder of the sort of the end of each cycle. And the only reason we haven't got sick is on the first one, I think we went out for a meal which was not really very good because meals in chemo don't go and which was not very well at all. Learn our lesson. Stephen Rich at twice had to come and babysit in the middle of the night because we had to go to Christmas for treatment. Not that you helped with our childcare when Luke was too well and I had to work. Lots of you cooked meals for us. Which was genuinely good, but that also included the Despite my natural aversion to text messages, I even found myself uh, looking forward to getting them when people, you know, people who were having treatments or whatever, we, then we would get we would get supportive messages, and I began to look forward to receiving the messages. And it was lovely, and it was humbling, and it was helpful. And the point is, our challenges of this year have been your opportunity to show God's love to us. And that's how it works. That's, that's what those passages I read are about. God loves us. We accept the fact God loves us. We're here because we've heard the gospel message. We know that God loves us. We know that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that we would know him. And our responsibility is to take those words of Jesus that I read from the Gospel of John and put them into practice. And in so doing, we see God through your action, through you putting the gospel into practice. 
When new commandments I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By all this, men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Then in Philippians, yet it was good for you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. But how many of you would sooner give help than receive help? I can do this. I just that is that is just how it normally pans out. We could have turned away the help, we could have turned away the meal, the massage, the childcare, mm. you know, the whatever it was. And we would all have been the poorer. Because we have to be willing to receive. And I think that is an important lesson which sometimes we we can sometimes we can sometimes miss. But I think it's probably slightly easier the way we're all sat, but in all that might get you to look around and see who's knocking about and who's sat where and whatever. Where do you think your next opportunity is? Where's your next opportunity to be Christ-like coming from? Could be from somebody in this room in some sort of situation. Could be a call to love one another. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ to the servants so that we would know him, so that we would know how we should live and how we should behave and what our focus in life should be and what our expectations in life should be. And most of us, I think, in this room have recognised that and have accepted it. God loves us. that's why we're here, actually. Because we as individuals have responded to the gospel message. Yet, for reasons sometimes that escape me, but God has also brought us as a church together as individuals into one family. And we are called to love one another and help one another and be with one another, and comfort one another, and encourage one another. I, stupidly, I accept, would probably like to think of myself as being uh, fairly self-sufficient, which I guess is But for most of the time, I can convince myself that that is true, because it's more comfortable, I think. I like to be in control. <coughs> and when we've not been in control over the last few months, you have been there for us. And so I guess in part, I, I don't imagine for a minute that you know, the Tasker family are the only family in, in the meeting <coughs> that have benefited from such love and such kindness. So in part, my expectation is to encourage you to keep doing the same. 
Sue Lord. Sue be there for people. But also to keep focused on God and on the Lord Jesus Christ because from God comes our strength. He, he is why we are here. Because he's born us here and he's born us here. We are going to break bread in the minutes and uh, Steve will come and give uh, thanks for the bread. But before that, I'd like us to think of praise the Lord number 232. My Jesus, my Saviour, there is none like you. All of my days I want to praise the wonders of your life. I've learned some lessons. I've learned even that when sitting in Christmas went for a chemo appointment and it's late, I'm still impatient. At least you get ready one morning and you look at the I look horrendous and I say, I think that's pushing it a little bit far. <laughs> Which in hindsight is neither the kindest nor the most gracious thing I've Blame it for the work in progress. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, I've learned this. I've genuinely learned. Matthew 6, when Jesus said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about himself. Each day, we don't struggle with his own. And I, I don't do not worry about tomorrow normally. I just, that's just who I am. I don't do change. I don't do things I don't want to do, I sleep largely. Yet, I learned that lesson. Genuinely learned that lesson, to not worry about the future, to worry only about today. And where that good for me, what I would encourage you to do also is to put your faith in God. This is God's teaching, this is God's message to us. And although I might like to think I know better, and maybe sometimes you do too, actually God knows better. And I found that, that teaching unbelievably helpful. That I have a God who knows me and loves me and cares for me and teaches me his ways. And so from my first experience, and if you were to ask Lucy, she would send me exactly the same thing. Would be, our agreement to you would be to put your faith in our loving God. Neil will close our service with prayer after we've sung our final song, which is 219 from our favorite book. Mark, we're doing 4 4. Thank you. Uh, <coughs> Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, whose trust ever childlike, no care could destroy, be there at our waiting within the week. Your bliss in our hearts, Lord, is great to be
Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for Tony, as well shared with us. Thank you for everybody here. Thank you for the love that we share, uh, for the hope that we share, and for the fellowship that we share with us at this time. Father, your love is amazing. Lord Jesus, your love is bewildering. It's humbling. And we pray that uh, you will help us to accept that love and to receive it from you and from our brothers and sisters. Um, and Lord, we pray that, that that will help us to see you and to uh, bring you more into our lives every day, to remind us of your love for us. Lord Jesus, help us to, uh, to pour out your love on each other and on everyone we meet. Help us to overwhelm each other and those that we meet with your love, that they may see you as well. So Father, help us to know your peace and your comfort in our lives. And help us to trust you. Whatever circumstances we face, help us with faith. Help us to put our faith in you and to trust you. Um, because we know Lord, that you have a gift for us, a plan for us, and nothing more. And if that's your cause, we want to be facing Help us all to trust you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.